friends, today's food for thought is on spiritual warfare. Our specific focus is on those who lead or are part of church groups or ministries. And we're going to talk about how the enemy attacks the work that we try to do for God. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. We can all relate to that, right? I know I certainly have experienced the attacks of the enemy, and I'm sure that you have as well. And if we're dealing with spiritual warfare, we have to know certain things. Just as in any battle, you have to know certain things. The first thing is, who is the enemy? Sometimes we see the enemy as the person who's causing us some kind of distress or anxiety. In fact, the enemy is not that person. The enemy is Satan. It's the devil. And so if we recognize that he's the enemy, we may be better able to fight this battle successfully. A second question we have to be answering when we talk about spiritual warfare is what are the enemy's tactics? So what specifically is he doing to attack me? And is he attacking me? Is he attacking somebody in my group? Is he attacking the group as a whole? So I have to look at those tactics and I'll share some of the tactics in just a minute. The third question is, what are my weaknesses? So if you were a general in a military war, you would look to see what the weak flanks were for the enemy that you're fighting. And then you would attack in that weak area. So I have to know what my own weaknesses are so I know where the enemy can attack me. I also want to know what the weaknesses are for my group because that will help me predict where the enemy is most likely to attack our group. And finally, what weapons are available to me so that I can fight this battle successfully. So we know the enemy will always attack the work we do for God, and we want to recognize the attacks on me, on a particular group member, or on the group as a whole. Here are some signs of spiritual attacks. First of all, we will know that the enemy is at work if we notice a loss of faith, hope, or love. Anything that pulls us away from God is not from God, it is from the enemy. So when we see that happening either in ourselves or, or others, then we know that there's a spiritual attack happening. Here are some common signs or common problems that you might observe that indicate that the enemy is at work. First, distraction. We can have too many good things to do. That is actually a problem because what the enemy wants us to see is all of the great things that we could be doing in our ministry. But we don't have the time to do them all, and they're not all necessarily part of our mission. And even if they were, if I can't do them well, I have to say no to them. So he, he presents to us really good ideas that we cannot manage. That's distraction. It's He wants to take us off of where God has put us as a focus. It can be discord that we're seeing in our group. That's another spiritual attack. That's conflict among the people, criticisms going on within the group, outside of the group, criticism outside of the meetings about how the group was meeting in, in the past. That is all discord. It always comes from the enemy. Distortion is another tactic that he uses. 
where we have misunderstandings. Either somebody's misunderstanding me or I'm misunderstanding them, or I'm attributing motives to their actions that I know nothing about because I can't read somebody's mind. I don't have that gift. So distortion is a tool of the enemy. Division, where people start to take sides. Maybe you have a decision that you need to make within your group and people take sides and then dig in their heels and start to see the other side as their enemy. And they're not looking for something that together they can um, serve God's will. So that we, they mentality comes out. That's from the enemy. There can be confusion, confusion about our purpose or strategies or what we're doing. People can come into a group thinking that you're all about one thing when you're about something else. And they may be partially right, but they're not completely right. And it creates confusion and the meetings don't go so well because you're not all on the same page. Disturbance is a sign of a spiritual attack. Maybe we have to change our plans because things do not go as expected. So this happened to me. I'm working on creating a memorial garden for my dad at church. And my vision started out one place and then one person changed it. And then other things on the property of the church were changing. So I had to change my plan again and again and again. And things just were not going as expected. And I was getting discouraged. But then I remembered that that was an attack. And it's really, whatever this is supposed to be, God is going to make it that. And I have to roll with the punches. The enemy says to get discouraged, but God says, hey, stick with me. I've got a plan. Another sign of a spiritual attack is destruction. That means relationships breaking down. We are in a terrible state in our nation where there is the breakdown of the family and it, it's affected our whole society. But there's also destruction of physical structures where people are tearing down statues and putting graffiti on churches and on pregnancy care centers and things like that. Not from God. Destruction does not come from God. There's agitation where the enemy steals our peace. We might be a part of a group and there's just something happening there that is just churning in our soul. We just doesn't feel right. That is not coming from the enemy and you want to figure out what the source of it is so that you can combat it. We can have distrust. That's distrust of God or distrust of other people. And if you recognize that, you know that the enemy is working. So those are all kinds of spiritual tax that the enemy can use. And there are thousands more. If you haven't read the book, The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis, read that and you'll see some great examples of spiritual attacks. So here's the first question for you to ponder from this so far. When and where have you experienced these signs of the enemy at work in your ministry groups? So take that into prayer. Take that into your meetings. And see, where has the enemy been attacking you? Now, the next part of this is to say, well, what do I do with it? Let's say I do recognize that that's happening in my group. Where do I go from here? There are some actions that you can take when you recognize an attack. The first is always going to be to pray. You pray before every meeting. I have a Sisters in Faith group that meets every month. And in the morning after I've set up, I go around and I pray over every chair, over every table. I pray at the entrance of the door. I pray the St. Michael prayer to cast out any demons that are in that room. So you pray in advance for protection from the enemy. 
You pray during the meeting. Start a meeting with prayer, end a meeting with prayer. Maybe in the middle of the meeting, you feel the need to pray because things are not going right. So you pray when you recognize a problem. Step two is to identify the attack. What's happening? What does the enemy seem to want as a result? Does he want a loss of faith, a loss of hope, or loss of love? It's going to be one of those three, and it may be even more than one of those three. So what is happening? What's the attack? Step number three is to seek God's truth. The enemy lies. He is the father of lies. So what lies are you believing in this situation? Maybe the lies are about yourself. Maybe they're about God. They might be about others. Here's where your ego can come in and blind you to those lies. So consider what is God's truth in this situation. Step four is to talk about the attack with those involved. If appropriate, you you pray with all of those who are in the situation. But let's say it's you're in a meeting and you have one member who seems to be under attack and it's affecting the meeting. You don't want to call that person out during the meeting. You would do it after the meeting and ask if there's something happening that you can pray for them about. But if it's a problem that the whole group is dealing with, then you want to uh, talk about it right then and there. And finally, bring God back into the situation. So the last thing is our final question. What will you do about the spiritual attacks in your group? That's all our food for today. Thank you for listening. May God bless you in just the way you need today.